No, no, it's fine. Okay. Timer has started. Here we Over go. Over to you. Before we begin, the Uluru Statement from the Heart calls for, among other things, truth-telling. In the spirit of this, Charlotte and I want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. We live, dance, and podcast from Wujak Noongar Budja. I want to encourage you to go and learn about the country you are on. Let's get into the podcast. All right, let's do it. Hey, Jet. Sup, Sha? How are you going? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. How are you? You yeah, hungry? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm not actually. But my stomach—if you hear it throughout the podcast—that will that weird noises that will be my stomach. I'm not hungry. It's just unhappy right now. Um, it's not even unhappy. It's, it's just, just making talking. noise. It's just talking. It just wants to participate in the podcast. All right. What's the um, name? So, welcome to uh, episode 25, which is the final episode of the season. Oh, so are yeah. we doing this right away? Yes, we've, we've arbitrarily decided that this is going to be the final episode of the season. Yep, and for we'll, no other reason than just because we wanted to. And in two weeks' time, we'll come back with season, season two. two. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> uh, with hopefully some new music. We yeah. Who knows? We we'll, might. We'll we try might. to revamp it all. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, we're going to do um, these things every two weeks. We haven't. I'm not sure if we've told them yet. No, we haven't. We've told ourselves yeah. uh, each other, but we haven't told anyone. I mean, they figured it out by now because it's been about a month. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll, try, we'll, we'll keep doing this probably every fortnight. Yeah, exactly. So maybe a little bit longer, but yeah, they'll only come up once every two weeks. Yeah. So welcome to this week's episode. This week's episode is all about Balboa. Um, I read a great comment on a video I was watching of Bal and someone mentioned, um, let's take all the things that are fun about Lindy Hop and t- let's take out all the fun things of Lindy Hop and call it Balboa. And I was like, oh, <laughs> brutal. So we're here to refute that <laughs> a little bit. Well, Maybe. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Everyone, you should at least give it a crack before we'll, you make any comments We'll see on where it. the podcast goes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It could just be, end up going like, why do we teach this? Yeah, Balboa sucks. Why are we doing why this? Why are we doing this? <laughs> or it could be like, Balboa's really cool. It is really cool. See, I'm I'm aiming more that way. But more more to come. Before yeah, yeah. we get into that, um, we have our quiz, quiz response. So the quiz oh, question yeah. from last, well, no, two weeks ago, was uh, we were talking about ILHC. And we want, it was, again, a very arbitrary kind of question and doesn't really have a fixed answer. It was, what is the trend of ILHC 2015? Mm. Because we saw that one of their videos, which was hilarious, I think it's 2011, the year of the chase, where everything had chase, and like even solo jazz. And, um, it, was, it was quite entertaining. So and every thought, year it tends to have something yeah. like that kind of signifies that everyone decides to put claps in their routine for some reason. And yeah. Everyone that was in the zeitgeist, so. Yeah. Yeah, what was the 2015 So we had one response from uh, Teresa. Hi. Hello. Uh, She mentioned that, was it wardrobe malfunctions? Because she seemed (laughs) to have seen a few of them. None of them jumped to mind. So Teresa, if you could just put up a few of the clips where you saw these malfunctions. We need references. We do. We need proof. (laughs) Um, That would be great. Yeah. And then you get free class. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Uh, yeah. What was the trend for you? So the videos that I watched, everyone seemed to be kind of getting into that rhythm. Like yeah, it was getting it was very the, tappy. It was very good. Yeah. It that was that kind tappy. of year was the like the the like everyone started doing tap. It was at harangue, and then they had to see a rhythm. I think the year before, like really yeah, started okay. putting a bunch of tap stuff in. Mm-hmm. Like that was when tap became a bit of a thing in the Lindy Hop scene. Yeah. Okay. 
So that was what it was for me. Rhythms and tap. Fair enough. But again, kind of arbitrary. Depends yeah. on the videos you watch. Cool. So uh, yeah, Teresa, send us some proof and then you'll get a free class. Uh, or else I'll get a free class. Or you'll get a free class, Jethro. Well done. Yeah. yeah, yeah What's yeah. your good news of the week? Oh, oh, okay. Are you so excited? My... You excited? <laughs> yes, this is good news. Good news of the week. So we actually got an email. Ooh, that's not the good news in itself. It's the content of the email. Yeah. Just to be clear. So <laughs> um, someone messaged us on the, on the interwebs and they're like, hi, Shell and Jethro. This is Tom from Rochester, New York. And I've been listening to Untangling the Mess Around since day one and love every single episode. How great is that we're international? <laughs> so, Tom, you're amazing. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. Thanks for sending out the message. <laughs> um, I should also point out that he mentioned that we made a mistake in the last episode. Okay, cool. Uh, I did say that ULHC stopped in 2015. I'm wrong. It was ULHS. So I did just misspeak there. And it yep. was, yeah. Ultimately, the Neop showdown, ULHS. Yes, we are always happy to be corrected. Uh, that's just how we roll. <laughs> so thanks, Tom. More points yeah. to you. If you ever do end up in Perth, free class to you yep. just for exactly. emailing us and for correcting us when we make mistakes. Exactly. Man, everyone's going to start emailing us about mistakes <laughs> that we make. Yeah, that's just a one-off thing. That's, that's a one-off, yeah. It's just for Tom. <laughs> All right, Charlotte, what's your good news My of the week? My good news of the week, which I meant to mention last episode, but I was so excited that we'd finished finally filming all the ILHC <laughs> stuff that my brain was consumed with only that, is I find I am one pledge away from finally becoming an official Australian citizen. Ooh. I passed all my tests. Good job. I am able to speak English, and that's pretty much, <laughs> and I gave so much documentation and money to the government that they've just given up now. <laughs> I feel like that's how the immigration process works in this country. Just keep submitting documents and money. And yeah, and eventually, eventually they're, they're like, just like, ah, shut up, Charlotte. Fine. 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 Wow. Good job. Uh, I do want to share my favorite question. Uh, so it's a 20 question uh, test. It's multiple choice. And one of the questions was, uh, what is the national anthem of Australia? And so the responses are Waltzing Matilda. Yep. The response, uh, you've got Advanced Australia Fair, something else that I can't remember, and uh, O Canada. That one. That Yeah, correct. That one? 100%. Yes. That's definitely the one that I it should can... be. O Canada is definitely the national anthem of Australia. <laughs> I feel like if you select that one, you should just be immediately deported. <laughs> because clearly you have not understood why you're there. Uh, cool. Or you're very right. lost and very confused. Well, congratulations on being one pitch away. Thank you. All right, let's get into oh, last week news. Yes, okay. So last week in Swingsing, um, well, the last few weeks because it's been two weeks since we've had this. That's true. We've actually stopped our online classes. We have. Yes, yeah. this is true. Melbourne's now out of lockdown. Yes, yeah, so they have better things to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's just be honest here. So at the moment, we've had no students, so we're like, you know what? Let's just call it. Yep. And so we haven't been doing them. But if anyone out there is in lockdown and does really want classes, like we can start them back up really easily. Yeah, that's true. There We're is... all set up for it. So literally all we have to do is just turn on the camera and show up. Exactly. Uh, but at the moment, yeah, we get our Monday nights off. Yeah. Or we do a podcast. I was going to say like, or we do the podcast now yeah. because Sunday nights was full on. <laughs> uh, so, yep, that's kind of happened. Well, our Bayswater classes have been growing, though. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We had a bunch of people go up to Lindy too. Ooh. I know. Verify answer. And we made them. That's when shit gets real. Not cry. Well, they almost cry. They didn't cry. They, what do you mean? Did they get misty? Mm. Was it like that scene in uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball when the, <laughs> the, the when he cries and like rolls the tear back up into his eye? Uh, Best movie ever, by the uh, way. It was it was a fun class. It was difficult for them. Like you know, Lindy two classes. Yeah, especially can, it's a big if, jump. If it's yeah, if it's one of your first ones, it can be a bit challenging. So Minnie and I are trying to be nice, but it's still Lindy two. So they're going to be challenged, but they'll be fine. Uh, and it's then good we for him. we also went out for a beer afterwards. We went yeah. and had food and stuff. It was quite nice. Cool. 
Um, so yeah, Bayswater classes are doing good. Uh, Mount Hawthorne, you've been actually teaching Switch classes. I have been teaching Switch classes with Fee and with you, actually. Uh, last oh, week. yeah. Yeah, last <laughs> I week I had to teach with, I had to teach with Jet. Um, such a drain. Such a drain. Well, no, it was hilarious. I was telling Fee about it. We did a gig yesterday and I was telling Fee about the, you know, you and I teaching the Switch class where, you know, 10 minutes before I go, I was like, right, this is the moves and this is the thing. And then you just basically took over the class. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> this is my class. Well, it's Fee and mine's class, but she's not here. So it's more mine than yours. <laughs> Stop teaching the class, Jet. Let me get a word in. <laughs> Sorry. You just like ran it. And uh, I was like, all right, well, you know. It's just the rotation and the swapping and stuff. Like, I've got a good mind for that kind of thing. Yeah, no, you do. So I know, like, but that's whoop, not whoop, your whoop. class. Efficiency, efficiency. I got it done. It's fine, Charlotte. Yeah, it's fine. So, I got Fee this. and I will be teaching Switch again. And the rotations won't week. work, but it'll be there. But it'll be there, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but also we're teaching bowel switch, which Yay. is very exciting. So we were meant to teach that last week, but obviously uh, Fee was unwell, so we didn't. No. So we're teaching bowel, bowel switch. That'll not happen during the switch block. That'll happen during the bowel development block. So that's the Just class. So you, exactly. The, the, the 830, 830 class. Yep. And mm-hmm. Monique will come in and teach on Thursday for the level one bubble. Cool. So she'll be coming in to cover. Yay. All right, so that was last week and also coming up. And also coming up. So uh, The other thing that's coming up. What else is coming up? We've got a new month coming up soon. We do have a new month. We have a new specialty block coming up. So we're going to do some Lindy 3. Yay! Lindy 3 classes with Fiona and Jethro because we're going to be leaving shortly. But that's all we'll say about that. So we get three whole classes mm-hmm. of V and I just trying to give you all of the level 3 content that we can possibly throw at you pretty much. Cool. So that's going to be the 6.30 classes in December. Sweet. We've also got a photo shoot coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Rhythm Riot and the rest of the team kind of hangs out a couple of times a year. To we did a photos. big one this year. We did like three separate ones. It was full on, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Another thing coming up this weekend is ILHC. Yeah. We're going to compete. We are. So Jed and I just went onto the Facebook page of the, uh, the ILHC Facebook page. And they have a, an, a, banner. An, a banner, which is just a whole bunch of videos. And we were watching it. And we're in it! <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's like, professional, professional, professional. And then there's us. <laughs> so they've obviously cut together all of the entries. Yeah, exactly. And put a few like really good bits from it. And they've just got one of us doing a K-flip. Yeah. And then it quickly cuts to someone else. Yeah, yeah, very quickly. Very quickly. Before anything else. Uh, no, so that was cool. That was, that was, uh, that was exciting. I, yeah. I was excited. Were you excited? I was. I, I, was, I was pretty stoked. Cool. But I think that's about it. Coming up really for swingsing. Yeah. We're getting ready for the end of the year. Last class will be on the 17th, 17th. I think, is the Thursday. Or 16th. Or 17th uh, is the Thursday. Hang on. Let me double check that for you. It will be on the 17th of December. Yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah. Moving swiftly along to our next segment. Next segment. Here we go. And that might be the very last time that is used. Oh. Should we play it again just just because? No. Yes. No. Shut up. Just start to... <laughs> All right, I'm done now. Okay, World of Swing. World of Swing. So we have a couple of things in World of Swing. One of the things that came up um, is all the uh, all the cats join in had initially been uh, obviously not happening. Uh, well, it did happen in 2020. It was one of the last events I yeah. think of the world. It was a couple of weeks um, before everything shut everything down. shut down. Like we were really lucky, uh, and we're really lucky that there wasn't a massive outbreak just <laughs> from that event because yes. that would have been just horrifying. <laughs> But they had planned to go back in on 2021, so it was announced that they are not going to come back in for Aww. 2020. I know, it's very sad. Are they doing an online thing or not really? I don't know. They didn't okay. um, specify, but there is news about that, so hopefully more news to come. There is one other thing that I wanted to mention, which is from ILHC. They just put a post up saying just to be mindful that there's a lot of scam 
uh, events and yes. pages and thing, people asking for money and stuff like that. They found at least four different pages. All claiming, with the title ILHC, virtual, virtual ILHC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the official page, and we'll post this in our show notes, the official page is the International Lindy Hop Championships. So if it doesn't have that full title, then you are not on the right page. Well, there's a page and event, remember? Yeah, exactly. And the, the, the event is the is actually virtual ILHC twenty twenty. Yeah. But there's another one that's very similarly worded. So just if you're going to do anything, first of all, if they ask you for money through Facebook, it's a scam. They're not going to ask you for any money. No. You have a registration fee through the actual website and that's it. They don't ask for money in any other way. So yeah, if it's sending you to ILHC.com, then it's the correct one. Yes. If it's asking for money, don't mark it as a scam exactly. and leave it. Just tell them they're all horrible people for trying to scam people out of money. Exactly. So just be mindful of that. Uh, the other thing, not to just talk about bad things, but the other <laughs> thing that I saw as well coming up online is Swing Around the World, a virtual event, and that's coming up in January cool. 2021. So this is uh, Swing Around the World, a virtual event, uh, just basically saying that, you know, it's a tough time for everyone. And it is an event that will have artists from around the world, swing bands from around the world, open classes and interviews. So there's more information to come soon. We'll also post that information on our show notes if you're interested. But that sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. And it's one of those support the artists and save the arts kind of movements, which we should all be doing. Which reminds me, this is World of Swing as related to Perth. But it is important that uh, just talking about Mustang Bar very briefly, the fact that so Mustang Bar, which we love and know and has been supporting us for many, many years. They put a live band on every Friday and we go there for free for like the last 10 10 years, years? at least, at least 10 years. Awesome live music. Um, Perth is super lucky. It is super lucky. So they because they are still limited and capped in numbers because of COVID restrictions, they have basically 50 percent cap on their numbers. So what they've done is as of seven thirty, eight o'clock, sorry, eight o'clock, they are charging a ten dollar entry fee. So you can still get in for free if you come in before eight. If you come in after, it's ten bucks. Uh, if you come in for free, please, please buy something at the bar. Get some food. Get a drink. I saw someone the other day, and I was like, "This is exactly what is meant to be happening. It's amazing." She went up to the bar, and she's like, "Oh, I just want a glass of tap water, but can you charge me for a mineral water, please?" And I can just keep it, but I just I, I do want to contribute. Yeah, okay. And that was a wonderful show of support. Nice. And that's exactly what we want to be doing. So please support your venues. Uh, they're doing it tough so is so are all the artists and it's much better like in wa we're doing really well uh, but don't forget that they've had a pretty crappy six months prior so any support that we can give them is um, always beneficial yeah all right um oh the other thing what a swing is um melbourne iso exchange happened yes it did happen <laughs> good job melbourne well done um, you, you did a thing and also well done for coming out of lockdown just smashing it good job yeah yeah all right are we ready for the next segment? We are ready for the next segment. Go Jetro. Wording goodly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can get like a proper sound bite for that one now. <laughs> I'm thinking about making us like sound like children. Like just lower the octaves a little bit. Yeah, okay. Lower? It... Wouldn't it be oh, high? Oh, sorry, high. Yes, I was going to say, right. wording goodly. <laughs> what kind of children do you hang around with? <laughs> there are some like Muppets. Wording goodly. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, anyway. Um, you go first. Oh, no. Okay, so mine is, I'm going to try to say this word. And it's a really, really long word. So you're going to have to bear with me. And I want you to try to figure out what it is. Okay. <clears throat> You clearing your throat again? Yes, I am. Thank you for pointing that out. I am now more scared of saying this word. Hippopotomonstrosequipedaliphobia. Okay. 
Uh, say it one more time. No, <laughs> I can't. Hippopotomonstrosequipedaliophobia. No, I got nothing. It's the fear of long words. Ah. <laughs> also known as uh, sesquipedalophobia, which is much easier to say. Yeah, okay. Um, but just look at this bad boy. Yeah. It just looks like someone's having a stroke and just mashing the keys together. <laughs> So yeah, the irony of that word being the fear of long words, it's just cruel. It's like, you know, the word lisp, the fact that it has an estimate, is just someone just being really mean. <laughs> What's your word in goodly of the, of the so, fortnight? So my word in goodly is, this is a nice word, we all learn it as kids in New Zealand, it's tanifa. Tanifa. Tanifa, T-A-N-I-W-H-A. So W-H is often pronounced, well, is pronounced as a fa. In, in uh, Māori. Um, so a tanifa is a kind of a water spirit. So okay. the idea being that every river kind of has its protective tanifa. Oh, cool. And so you teach the kids like, yo, kids, hey, bro, don't go to the water. Tanifa will get you, bro. Come back, come back. So are they, are they good spirits? Or are they, can they be bad? They or can be bad. They can be bad. So okay. if it floods, you know, takes children away, the tanifa got them. Ah, oh, bastard. But they're also <laughs> the ones that bring water to your crops and stuff. Like yeah, yeah, they yeah. can be protective. They can, you know, bring you lost things or they can protect your land so yeah it's 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 a spirit it's more about just it's the river spirit okay and it can be good or bad okay is there like an ocean spirit i guess so spirit? yeah but it's more of a god there's the okay but like is there a lake then i'm just wondering is there a differentiation between different uh bodies of water spirits so no like a tanifa is a type of monster right okay that so just lives in the water like a loch ness monster yes okay yeah okay so cool. the other ones are more like they've got so a mountain is considered like if it's a mountain's big enough it'll have a a, a name like a person would and right. it would have the respects that a person would like you wouldn't stand on top of it because touching someone's head super disrespectful in Maori culture is it really so That's you wouldn't climb to the top of some of the bigger mountains because it's also really disrespectful in Thai culture yeah okay it's really yeah you never touch um the, the top of someone's head and you never show people at the bottom of your feet either um so yeah there's like there's different things for different types like I don't I've never heard of a different kind of monster other than a tanifa okay but i do know that other parts of the land have got gods or uh, i don't know just even like spirits human names and okay. respects given to them cool yeah good words tanifa yeah i'm not gonna say mine again <laughs> okay it's just too hard i mean do you want to give it a crack no not really okay fair enough so i guess we should move right along to our talking point talking point okay Yay! finally jesus blah blah go for it Tell all us right. the history, all of the history in the next three minutes. Okay, so the <clears throat> most of this people will know, but there's parts of it which I kind of just found out today. Okay. So history of Balboa. In the Balboa Peninsula. Yes. <laughs> there was a bunch of people dancing. Wait, where is the Balboa Peninsula? It's in California. Okay, just clarifying. South California, so this is a 40 minutes drive south of LA. Uh, a bunch of kids were dancing. Um, dance floor, so the rendezvous ballroom. Mm. Got two packed. Mm. Now, this is a ballroom that could support 15,000 couples. 15,000 couples. 15,000 couples! 1,500 couples. No, 1,500. Yeah, that makes more sense. 1,500. Correct. Yeah, yeah. They had a lot of couples dancing. Yes, that's a lot of people. That must be so warm. And it was still too packed. (laughs) And so there wasn't enough room to do, like, any big moves that took up lots of space. Mm. So they're all packed in like sardines. Mm. And all their expression of the music, all the fun, all the, like, the the high-energy stuff that the swing music gave them had to kind of be expressed downwards towards the floor through their feet, like, below the waist. And here we're talking they would be in pure bow. There would be no bow swing allowed. Okay, so um, for this part of of the 
of this. I'm going to use Balboa when I mean pure Bell. Okay, cool. So that's what it originally was. Yep. So this is Balboa. It was all in close embrace. There was always a chest-to-chest connection. Mm-hmm. But even in saying that, so there were some ballrooms that had that as a rule. In their code of conduct, you were not allowed to do kicks. You weren't allowed to break away from your partner. You yep. had to stay connected the whole time. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't every ballroom. And there were a lot of these Balboa dancers, a lot of these old timers that would have a move that would break away but then come back together real quick yeah and they would still be considered that they were doing balboa yeah okay now also happening at this time in south california was another dance that they literally just called swing right so a swing dance was its own little genre it was very twisty turny Mm -hmm. um there are videos from venice beach which is in south um which is in socal and they never like partner up to do Balboa. Right. It's all, it almost looks like lollies and outings. Okay. But it's still kind of pre, like it's Is that proto- what Bobby White was describing as a, a swing out with a crisis identity? No, that was like some Lindy Hoppers. Right, okay. Learning it. <laughs> yeah, that's a different story. Okay. <laughs> so imagine like a proto, like a pre- lollies out and yeah. type dance there's a few okay. spins but they're quite upright still the heels never touch the ground they're very kind of like up and spinning and okay. it looks really cool Sweet. but they're on venice beach doing that so that was another dance at the same time called swing dance mm. which is again a bit confusing yes yeah, because for us now it's a generic term involving many dances so in the south california you had baboa being done and you had swing being done baboa is what we now call bell or pure bell and swing is not really done these days. Okay. There were dancers that would start doing them together. Mm-hmm. So this is in the 30s, 1930s, 1940s. There would be like a ballroom and like half the room would be doing blah, blah, and half the room would be doing the swing dance. Mm-hmm. And then some of the dancers obviously started cross-contaminating. So yeah. Cross-pollinating. There are people like uh, Willie DeSatoff, Maxi Dorf, Ann Mills, Natalie Esperanza, to name a few, were kind of the people that started merging these two together, these two different dances together, mm. because they fit really well. They both were done to the same music, yep. and they both kind of had the same mechanics a mm. little bit. Um, so the swing had a lot of like rotation. It was very much about yeah. like turning and turning and turning. So they started adding a lot more out and ins, and they could get into pure bow. They could get into the close embrace to do balboa moves, and then come out, and then eventually, all of that like hodgepodge mixing stuff of all the things together. Became... Is now what we call Balboa. Yeah. And that includes pure bell and bell swing as we know it. Yes. Yeah. So in terms of the, I guess, the origins of the dance, I read a couple of things saying that there's there's a lot of different opinions, as there always are. Um, some say that it came from the Foxtrot. Some say, say that it came from Charleston or some collegiate shag. Some, and this is the one I wanted to mention, even say the Roomba. And the reason I wanted to bring that one up was because we were having a chat the other day that basically everything comes down to bachata. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, bachata is the same footwork as uh, Bal. And uh, then there's also Balboa is pretty much just really, really slow. Uh, blues is pretty much just really, really slow. Bla- Bal. So how many of these can we just boil down to one root dance? And is that dance bachata? <laughs> yeah. Or Balboa. <laughs> Another line that I really liked was this is a Bobby White line. So we did a lot of research through Swung Over, which is yes. just an amazing Shout resource. Shout out to that website. Um, in trying to force these dancers into clearly defined boxes, it often keeps their students from misunderstanding the true nature of them. There are boxes, but some of the edges are weak, and the dancers can spill over the sides. So it's kind of that whole like, this is bow swing. Oh, kind of sometimes Ish. maybe. Yeah. 
or like yeah so there were a bunch of dancers happening at the time they all kind of started they're all kids they all just wanted to do tricks and yeah. spin each other around and do well things. it's kind of like in a, in a lindy context of when people say like oh so it's when you teach a charleston block the first time people sometimes are a bit confused of like where does that fit into lindy hop and like it's all the same thing it's all the same thing everything just melts in together yeah. um same with bal and bal swing and pure and all of that it just and even between bal and lindy like they I, they very happily go between one dance style to another now when I social dance because I'm like if especially if it's a really long song <laughs> where I'm like Lindy Hop and then eventually like the drum solo comes on and I'm like and Balboa <laughs> that's where I live now yeah <clears throat> so that was kind of a very regional specific dance Balboa and mm-hmm. then the swing and then in like the rest of LA so LA swing was more Lindy Hop it was more like Dean Collins yeah like going over to New York watching all the whiteies and then coming back and then trying to do swing outs with with Jewel or with someone yeah but they all had this swing influence so that was where the comment came from was like right was okay like a swing out but with an identity crisis it was when he was trying to teach swing dancers who were like this is a SoCal swing how to do Breakaways. Lindy Hop oh right okay yeah because he'd been over to learn from those guys <clears throat> Uh, and then get into the movies. And I found out that Dean Collins isn't actually his real name. Oh, uh, no. What? We'll, we'll never know. We'll, uh, what? we'll never know his real name. Yes, we will. No. You found it. Yeah, I lost it. Uh, what? We'll <laughs> never know. It was Saul... Saul... Waskowski. Oh, wow. That's not what I expected. <laughs> it, was, he's a, it was a Jewish name. Yes. Very, very Jewish name. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> don't know how he got away with that. Um, but yeah, he changed it when he was trying to get into the movies. Yeah, okay. Right. Fair enough. So yeah, this is a very, very kind of region-specific stuff. And a lot of people do go out of their way to like learn Hal's kicks as done by Hal. Or like yeah. do Maxi Dorf's lollies. Like how does Maxi actually do his lollies? Yeah. Which are very different from how Lawrence does his okay. things. Um, so if you ever want to go back and look at any of these videos and actually do some analysis, Maxi Dorf and Mary McCaslin, Hal Takia and Betty Takia, Lawrence Wise and Lillian Arnolds, and Gil... Fernandez and Vina Cascon are the like the, the Ray Rand swingers. Yeah, the Ray Rand dancers. So they are like the four good names to go and look at. Yeah, and I suppose we should mention. I mean, we would be remiss in not mentioning someone like um, Sylvia Sykes. For right. More current, okay. Um, yes. So there was uh, in the seventies. Yeah. Before we get to that, though, I do want to say one thing about oh, yeah. Ray Rand. Is that so? Ray Rand, who was Rand Dazzle. Oh, you mate, you took my line. Oh, is that what you're going to talk about? Yeah. Oh, oh you twat. <laughs> so yeah. Ray... Gee, thanks, Charlotte. <laughs> no, so Ray was the manager of the Diana Ballroom <laughs> in, near LA, and he yeah he formed a troupe called the Ray Rand Swingers. And his real name was Ray Randazzle. And I feel like it's just the best name ever. And if you're going to form a troupe and your surname has Dazzle in it, I feel like you just missed an opportunity. Uh, but yeah, so it was teased the, about it and just didn't want it. Yeah, maybe. It, but all the the dancers that you just named, they were part of that troupe, and yes. they were just hired around everyone. Because ironically, now when you think, at least in Perth, you know the the flashy swing dance is Lindy Hop, but you don't think of Val and think flashy and blah blah blah. But they were known for being these big flashy dancers. They were doing the swing. They weren't doing Balboa. Ah, maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah. So they had yeah. all the twisty turn, big kicky stuff. Right. But they, so all of those guys did do Balboa as well, but they never performed it. Like Balboa was, they've, they've got quotes of them saying that it was not a performance dance. Fair enough. Which I would tend to agree with that yeah. quote. <laughs> uh, it was something they would do that was a little bit meditative. Like they'll just like sit and like play with the creativity down yeah. the legs to the ground and the rhythms and the funness. But it was. Well, I suppose that's why some people refer, and I think this is a bit of a wanky statement, but some people refer to it as the dancer's dance. 
when they refer to Balboa. Yeah, no, I don't like that term. No, I don't either. I but I get where they're coming I, from. I think that's where they're coming from in the sense of it's it's something that you do for the enjoyment of the two people that are enjoying it, not necessarily for the show f- factor of it. Whereas Lindy can be either. Yeah. Lindy, you can do for the performative aspect of it, and also obviously the enjoyment of dancing with your partner. But you know, not so yeah. much with Bal. Anyway, that's my take on it. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen a lot of Balboa that still looks really nice. Like, it still looks really good. Yeah. But like they, they still cared about aesthetics. They were still not in pure showing. Bell, yeah, in pure Balboa. Okay, no, fair enough. They still just cared asking. about how they looked. Yeah. But when you look out over the... You can't see the feet. You just see, like, a crowd of heads bobbing away. Yeah. So it doesn't quite it makes translate. Me think of those, um, typical Gershwin uh, cartoons where you just see, like, a room full of people dancing and then no one's actually moving and then it pans down and their feet are going absolutely <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, whenever anyone's like, what's Balboa? I tell them that image. And like, oh, yeah, cool. Although in hindsight, I think that's Shag. <laughs> but it's close enough. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else about old school Balboa that we should tell? No. Moving on to Sylvia Sykes, the 70s. Yeah. So obviously the war came along. Unfortunately, a lot of those dancers stopped dancing. Mm. Uh, in fact, some of them had to actually go to war. Some of them were war photographers. Some of them were serving. Um, and when they came back, they did start back up a fortnightly dance. Mm. And so Sylvia got wind of this and started, like, chasing them down because no one knew about Bella. Like, in the 70s, 80s, no one had heard about it. Yeah. No one recorded it. It was this really weird little niche thing. And so, yeah, her and Jonathan went out and, like, sought, like, Maxi. Like, how do we find Maxi? Where is he? How do <laughs> Days I before internet. Phone books. <laughs> and, like, just found Dean Collins and found all these old school people to teach her all that she could possibly get of what the old timers thought of Bao. So mm. she considers herself a mid-timer. That's a great term. That's a great term. <laughs> and uh, she's been like telling everyone about Balboa. Mm. And I've had a few lessons from her now as well, like around like Wendy Lindy and... Um... Actually, where else have I seen her? All the cats? No. Bao on the River? Bao on the River, maybe, maybe. yeah. Um, yeah, and she's great. She's hilarious. <laughs> but she's got this amazing wealth of knowledge from actual... Like she's our living link to all these mm. old school dancers who are slowly passing away. Um, there's not many of them left. No. So yeah, um, big ups to to Sylvia for she is pretty much the reason why the world has a Balboa scene. Good for you. <laughs> Thanks. Well done. Thanks, Thanks Sylvia. Sylvia. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Yes, well done. <laughs> you get a free class if you ever come into Perth. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll give her a free class. I'll we'll give her that. like oh god, I, bags not teaching that class. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so I think we've kind of done a bit of history of Balboa now. Yeah. Uh, everyone's probably a bit confused about the names and the words, but that's okay, because that, it doesn't yeah, really matter. It really doesn't. Um, it was done What about like, our, our personal histories with, with Bal? Yeah. Okay, let's get into that then. All right. Sure. Wanna, okay. Oh, you've got a question for me? Let's go. When and why did you start Balboa? Uh, I did my first Bal class. I can't remember the year exactly, but it would have been around 2012. And uh, it was, I'd started Lindy before and I was hungry for all of the things. And Sophie was teaching some Balboa and I did a few classes. I think I stuck it out for a couple of months, but it just didn't sit with me. I was just like, ah, Lindy Hall. And I focused on that. And then the next, I didn't do Bal again for, well, until you and I started teaching together. Yeah. And then I had to do Bal, but I had to teach it. <laughs> so I was like, right, <laughs> got this. Uh, but yeah, I think I... I had never, I really had my uh, déclic. Oh, no, that, is that a, do you say that in English? No. 
Okay, interesting. It I had clicks. Yeah, no, but, but the, not déclic is like a, an expression in French where ah, oh, we're in goodly part two. Déclic <laughs> uh, is like when you have a sort of an aha moment, like yeah. a, a mini epiphany. When something clicks. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, but I had that when I went to all the cats this year, where I really, I genuinely had as much, if not more, fun dancing Val as I did dancing Lindy Hop because Lindy Hop always had a very special place. Like I just, I had more fun doing that than anything else. Yeah. Whereas, at, yeah, at all the cats and a shout out to John and Julia for running such an amazing event. It really, it got me. I was just, I was having so much fun. I couldn't, I couldn't stop smiling. It was great. No, it was so good. So yeah, I had a bit like, oh my god, kind of moment. Cool. Yeah. What was your big aha moment? Oh no, actually, when did you start? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've got a pretty similar story to you I can't remember the, the year but at some point did a few classes with Sophie years and years and years ago it was okay yeah exactly it was like eh it's a thing there's a few steps here yep yeah. this, this this is blah blah okay mm-hmm. and then left it for a few years and then um, Mel really liked blah blah so mm-hmm. when I was when I took over swing sing with her she started teaching a blah blah class with another lead mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't know Balboa at all. So I kind of left that to them yep. and they were teaching it and it was fine. And then eventually that lead left. I was like, crap, we've got a Balboa scene. They need to learn some things. Okay. I guess I'll try <laughs> And so I was kind of forced into it. Um, actually, no. No, it is the other way around. I was doing Balboa classes before I was teaching it. Mm-hmm. And I had my aha moment before I was teaching. Okay. So I was learning a fair bit before I actually started jumped on as the teaching role, before I had to jump in. And my aha moment was during, so there's a sequence called the dream sequence, yep. which was a literally someone was had a dream about a move and then woke up and then tried it and it worked. Cool. And it's a sequence that involves lollies and then over the head and the leads turn around, it's behind the back and they spin and then it's things. So it's pretty fancy. Yeah. But the way that it was taught or the way the move works meant that you're able to kind of change things. You can mm. do lollies, but in opens, so you've only got one hand connection. So you have a yeah. compression and a stretch and rotation that can then be played with. Like all that rotation can then turn into inside turn or outside turns or yeah. turn behind the leads back. And it just has so many doors just open up and then mm. those doors open up new doors. And so you've kind of got this level of creativity that I didn't have before. Yeah, okay. Before that moment, Baba was just a set of moves. Like, yeah. Now I can do this move. Now I can do this move. Yeah. Now I can do this step. And that's kind of how, that that's similar to how I felt as well with, and I think with all the cats, what really, because we have a really, really dedicated ball scene here in Perth, but it's quite a small scene and having the exposure of so many different leads and so many different followers to watch and things like that um, in, in, at all the cats really opened up my mind to the different styles of Balboa because you have different, just like all the swing dancers, you have people's different personal styles and being exposed to that was really, yeah. Yeah. The, the um, creativity side of it was great. So yeah, as soon as I could be creative with it, as soon as I could start inventing my own stuff and making up stuff, and once I knew the mechanics, the mechanics, yeah, then I was able to start enjoying it. Okay, and then I started teaching it. Cool. And so, I've spent the last ten years trying to beat all the Lindy up out of my bubble. <laughs> yeah, with a stick. With a giant <laughs> with stick. With a giant stick, and sometimes a hula hoop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you? What do you think? What do you enjoy? Because you follow a bit of Balboa. No. Nah. A lot. But you do, you follow a little bit. I try. Okay. What do you, okay, what do you enjoy it in it as a lead versus what you enjoy in it as Lindy Hopper? Is there a difference? As a lead or a follow? As a, as a lead first. 
Do, do you differentiate the enjoyment you get out of either? No, it's the same enjoyment. It is? Yeah. It's like it's different dance, different steps, different mechanics. Yeah, okay. But it's like it's still dancing with a partner and enjoying the music and spinning someone around, doing tricks. Spinning someone around. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. So many spins when you dance with Jethro. If you ever are a follower that just like gets a bit queasy with spins, just dance with Jed. He'll beat it out of you. Yeah, it'll be fine. He'll spin it out of you. No, it's, it's I kind of get the same. The same okay. enjoyment out of both. Okay, fair enough. I just, some people enjoy different things about different um, Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. Okay. And I just don't. Fair enough. <laughs> um, what? Uh, My question to you this time. Okay. Oh. Has Balboa killed jam circles? Oh, this is a good question. Yeah. Yes, it has. Like, let's be, okay. How do you be, feel about that Let's then? be very honest here. I think Are we that, ever not honest here? No, no, no. That's true. <laughs> I think jam circles were dying prior to Val. Really? I do. Okay. I do. Uh, there's not a lot of people who want to go in jam circles and who, I guess, I don't know. I, I felt like it was very, you know, jumping at the woodside would come on and it was always a little, oh, we have to do it. Mm. There, for not every single time like obviously it depends on who was at Mustang and stuff but it did have that thing of like now is the time for the jam circle and it was always the same couple of people who would go in and stuff like that but I, I would definitely agree now with Balboa being uh, more prevalent in the scene which yay every time a fast song comes on everyone's like Baba! <laughs> and anyone who tries to Lindy. But you think that was more of like the final nail in the coffin? I think and so. And not the actual... Yeah, I yeah, think so. I think I people just sort of found the alternative that still allowed them to enjoy the music. I mean, that's not to say... And, you know, shout out to those who do want to do jam circles. I'm a big fan of jam circles. I like them. I'm a show pony. We all know this. But if you can still have a jam circle and have Balboa at the same time, like it, they're not mutually exclusive. You just have to be mindful. So Balboa dancers stay to the, I guess, more the, the, the sides of the dance floor and jam, whoever's doing the jamming, make sure you, you create a circle and a protective area and you can just Balboa outside of that area. Or you can join in the jam circle doing Balboa. That is also an option. Yeah. So... I think it's just more the... When you do a jam circle, you kind of need that threshold of people. You like, do. you need enough people to make a circle. Exactly. If you've only got, like, three people making a circle... Is it a jam circle? Yeah. <laughs> well, especially if two of them need to go into jam. <laughs> it's just one dude going like... But if, like, four couples are off doing Balboa, that's... That's eight people that aren't in that circle exactly. creating the atmosphere. So it's Balboa's great, but yeah, I've kind of got this feeling of like people just don't do fast Lindy anymore because they're like, oh, I give Balboa to this. Exactly, which is very sad for me. I, I quite like fast Lindy. Yeah. Um, I, I have to admit that my my fast Lindy fitness has taken quite a toll. What do you mean? We we totally survived. Oh my oh, god! I thought I was gonna die several times, and not from any of the aerials. <laughs> literally from just dancing. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, that was my question for you. For okay. those that are not in Perth, we don't really do jam circles anymore in Fast no, Bar. We try. We, well, do we? Well, we force <laughs> them on for, for our Perth Airstip Exchange. We do, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then three of us, three couples went in a number of times to do aerials. Yeah, pretty much, because we just wanted to do all of our aerials. <laughs> and be like, come do the aerials workshop that we're putting on tomorrow and that, you know, we, you can't sign up <laughs> It's already sold up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but look what you could have done. Yeah. Uh, that was fun, though. I do like a good jam circle. It's fun. But maybe, you know, maybe scenes go jam in. Jam Wranglers. I've t- I told you this years ago. I know you don't like that Melbourne has them, but Jam Wranglers work. I have, no, I 
have no issue with them. Really? I thought, I remember a conversation with you being like, yeah, jam circles feel a bit forced when there's someone trying to like create a thing to happen. You hate the forced jam circle. You love the spontaneous ones. Yeah, yeah. But okay, so I think that you can still have jam wranglers with the the spontane- spontaneity of it. As in, you can have people who, in my mind, a jam wrangler would also be someone who sees it, you know, and just helps it to to, to accelerate, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And to keep it going and to fill those dead times when one couple's walked off, but the other one hasn't come in yet. And they yeah, go in yeah. and they do whatever, you know. Um, Melbourne, you've got some pretty pretty good ones. You would make a good jam wrangler, Charlotte. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you would. Just no. do it. No, next... I can't be the only one. I want to be in the jam circle. Jam wranglers can do jam stuff as yeah, well, Yeah, but like nobody, I can't just be just me. I mean, I... No, but if you wrangle people to come in and do yeah, the jam. Yeah, I know, but I, I tried Bob doing Bob. that. I tried doing that anyway. <laughs> I just do that. Anyway, uh, Bobo? Bobo, yes. Bobo. Bobo. So you should do Bobo, Bobo in jam circles. Yeah, yeah. That's, yes, that's absolutely. The that's, that's the moral story. <laughs> because you can also do air steps in Balboa. Just putting it out there, you yeah. totally can. By the way, now that we've gone from the history side of things, Balboa means pure bell and bell swing. Yes, exactly. So, so we when should... we refer to Balboa, we mean both of those together. Yeah. Uh, one. Do you have a, a bell story? Any other bell stories you want to share? Not really. Like, do Balboa. It's fun. Yeah. But make sure you still practice your fast Lindian aerials. Yes. I would say stick it out. Um, I know how challenging, and from, from first-hand experience that I when I first did it, Eh, it was meh, it was a thing, but it is it is genuinely genuinely enjoyable, and I think we are very lucky now that we we have more of a scene. It's still a relatively small scene, but we have some really passionate people about the dance in this, in in Perth, and it's it is a different progression curve. One of the things I like about it as well is I find I was thinking about this the other day. I can't figure out if I transitioned from following to leading Balboa easily just because I was I had been dancing in general for longer and so my skill set was different, or if it's actually easier to transition from leading to following in Bal rather than to Lindy. Uh, so I'm not I'm not entirely sure where I stand on that one yet because it's yeah, much okay. more similar and much more mirrored in movements in Bal than in swing in Lindy. But so the, if you're interested in doing all of the roles, Balboa is a gr- really great one for that one. Well, what about hang on? So if we go back to this idea of like Bal or Lindy. Mm. Is there anything in Balboa that you've learned that's changed your Lindy hop? Oh my God, yes. Rotation. <laughs> but, but genuinely, like, so in Balboa, especially as a follow, more so than as a lead, I would say maybe, is there is a very clear distinction of when you are rotating on the spot or whether you're rotating with, 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 uh, while traveling. Those are two very, very different, I guess, feelings and uh, in, interpretations of lead. So being able to find stretch through rotation and not through linear stretch is something that has hugely affected my Lindy Hop and my ability to spin and not, you know, vomit. <laughs> but not in balance and having smaller footwork and all of these great things that are applicable to all of the swing dances, as far as I'm aware. All I, of them. Every single swing Every dance. single one of them. Even country swing. Correct. That's not a thing. <laughs> it is. I know, but it shouldn't. Google it. <laughs> I have. There's belt buckles and jeans. <laughs> and aerials. And aerials in heels. <laughs> what is that? Tom, you're from the States. Yeehaw. Tell us about this. I mean, I know it's not your neck of the woods, but, you know, maybe you can share some, shed some light. But yes, no, it has hugely, hugely affected uh, my Lindy Hop. Um, I do have one small bell story that I wanted to share. And it was just one of those moments where I have been so overwhelmingly impressed with someone's ability to teach. And it's uh, the first Balboa uh, springtime shuffle that we had 
a couple of years ago when John and Julia came over to teach from Melbourne. Hi guys. Uh, they, so the scene is not big enough to have leveled workshops, right? We were excited to have people come over to teach at all. So we were like, right guys, it's going to be open and you're literally going to have people who have been doing Balboa for two weeks and people who have been doing Balboa for 10 years. (laughs) Good luck with that. (laughs) And they nailed it to the wall. Honestly, the two days of workshops, all open level. And I spoke to... Everyone who was, because it was a relatively small event, I spoke to everyone, people like, you know, Deb had been doing it for 10 years. And then Neil, hi, Neil, if you're listening, Neil, who had literally done two weeks, so two classes of balance. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll give it a go. <laughs> and they, they, everyone got stuff out of it. It yeah. was such, you guys are amazing teachers. And genuinely, my hat is off to you for, for creating that, that workable space for everyone to enjoy so much. So yeah, that, that was my little... A little tidbit that I Good want to job. share. Yeah. And actually, now that you mentioned John and Julia, I sh- we should also mention that how well they've done at SoCal. Mm. And that that event's coming up again. Ah, is it? Yeah. Oh, maybe so we should have mentioned that in World of Swing. We really should have. We really should have. Should I do a quick... Uh, a quick have, a, have a quick look at it now. I shall have a quick... Yeah. Uh, uh, meanwhile, we are going to have to do a quiz question on the fly. Oh, we haven't got a quiz question. No, we haven't. So okay. I'm going to handball that to you All right. while I Google SoCal. <laughs> Let's have a think. Let's do a quiz question about... Uh, Balboa? Yeah, yeah, it'll be about yeah. Balboa. Okay, cool. We've read a lot of stuff. Let's go on with... Well, mine was going to be, what was the nickname... Of the the Ran, what was there? Rangdazzle. The no, yeah, Rangdazzle's band. So they they were called not band, uh, troop. They were called the Ray Rand Swingers, but they had another nickname as performers. Oh, really? So that was going to be my quiz question in case we didn't have anything else. Is there anything else that you? I can't find Solcal. <laughs> As um, every time we are super prepared for this, shout out to Chris. I know you're whinging. <laughs> not whinging, cringing. That's the word. Well, you're probably going to whinge about it later. About like, why aren't you guys not more prepared? And I'm like, because we do this for the lols. <laughs> uh, January 17th to the 20th. All right. Uh, Calbell Live. Cool. Oh, right. Okay. So this is the California Balboa Classic. Competition, competitions, workshops, whole bunch of good stuff. And there'll be Facebook events in our show notes for it. So if you want to do some Balboa, there will be online stuff happening on the cool. 15th to the 18th of January. I'd like to go that, like, actually there. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Anyways, so should we just have that as the quiz question? Yeah. So All say right, it again. So- the the Ray Rand Swingers, the, yes, the Ray Rand Swingers, uh, they had another nickname for their troupe. What was that nickname? And if you can get us that answer. If you can guess. If you can just, just wing it. Or if you know it, uh, let the, us know. The Rand Dazzlers, which is what it should have been. Should have been the Dazzlers. Should have been the Dazzlers. The, uh, you will get a free class. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. If you can make it to birth. <laughs> okay. Well, they could also do a free online class as well. But those classes are free anyway. Don't doubt that. All right. Shh. Okay. Speaking of online classes, we had Peter and Lauren. So Springtime Shuffle, which uh, was meant to happen this year with Peter and Lauren Flay. Yeah. They, obviously, COVID, did not happen. So we did have our online shuffle. Which is now online. Which is now online. We've got the YouTube clip. Yeah. So All if you three hours go, of it. If you want to go check it out, they are no longer smurfed. 
<laughs> there was a bit of a technical difficulty where they turned up all blue. Yeah, <laughs> so that has been my, resolved. My recording software swapped red and blue because something on the graphics card can be weird, especially when you're using a Frankenstein laptop yep. running, running Ubuntu. It just did not like it. And so I had to re-record it. To swap it, the blue red back for red. So it, is, it is all fixed now. It is online. We will also maybe put the link in the show notes yes. if you want to have a look at that. Yep. Uh, and also head off to them. They taught really, it was a really good workshop. Yeah, that was and lovely. Thank you very much. Uh, it was a bit stressful because we had not taken daylight savings into our calculations of timing. And so Peter was just like, I'm on my way home. Why am almost there? We'll make it. <laughs> so shout out to Peter and Lauren. You guys killed it. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. This is my favorite part of the podcast. Well, this this is the final part of our first season. Oh. Okay. So you're gonna choose number twenty five because that's the episode we're on. Okay. I'll do. Yes. I'll do number twenty five. I feel like oh, at wait. some point nope. we should have taken a number, like a rec- record of all the numbers I've said, because I'm surely, surely we've repeated by now. Dist guitar. I think it's distorted, distorted guitar. guitar. Ooh, yeah. that should be fun. That'd be interesting. Um. Yeah. Anything else to add? Uh, just stay safe and wash your hands. Cool. Thanks for listening, guys. This is the outro and the credits. Feel free to tune off because this is just boring now. No, it's oh. not. This is like the best part. This is why people listen. God, that's loud. I wish you guys could see his face. It's really, it's really quite great. He's really into it. Rocking his head. So our credits this week, first and foremost, I do want to shout out to Tom for writing to us from the States. Like, you don't understand how happy that made us. Uh, shout out to all of the Rhythm Right team for the awesome massive gigs that we had yesterday in the sun. And for Amy for coming along and helping us out as usual. Shout out to... Who else should I shout out? Patreon. John. Yes, shout out to Patreon. Definitely. That is definitely what we want to shout out. Shout out to John and Julia again, and Peter and Lauren for helping us with all the shuffles. And check out the ILHC Facebook page. Ah. <laughs> I thought you were like, Mary had a little laugh. Every time, it's like, almost, and then it doesn't. You should just highlight that key and be like, that one. <laughs> okay, you done? Nailed it. <laughs> All right. Is it still recording? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can